Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is a little personal because most of the time I'm like, this is what you need to have a strong personal brand. This is what you need to work with a manager. This is what you, like I try to educate so much on, you know, management and personal branding and all the different components of having an influencer career because I want you to to understand that it's not as easy as some of these fluff resources have made it seem, but at the same time I want you to see the potential of where you can go um if you just move strategically. But this episode is personal in the sense that um, I want to share a little bit more about kind of like, I guess, what makes me the manager that I am. Um, my clients know I'm a shark when it comes to negotiating. I literally have no shame. Um, I have respectfully sent brands to hell and back <laughs> for some of the disrespectful things that they have offered to my creators. Rarely do I get pushback from brands on the rates that we set. Um, and that has just a lot to do with the environment that I came from um, and, you know, the people that I learned from in order to build my talent agency. And so realistically, 95% of my bosses in the corporate realm where I was working in the advertising industry, in the fashion industry, um, in the production industry have all been men. And I posted a video about this on TikTok and I kind of got some backlash that I expected of like, oh, you know, acting like this is so manly and it's like completely backfiring what we're trying to do with the patriarchy. And I have this view of, you know, feminism. And I'm saying this because the influencer industry is largely female dominated and the business side of the influencer industry is largely male dominated. So if you look at any of your favorite, like most of your favorite talent agencies, they're owned by men. And the talent agents themselves are, are women probably, or the managers themselves are women. But a lot of these influencer marketing agencies, the talent agencies, talent management firms, advertising agencies, most of these people are, uh, that are running them are men. And I have this view of feminism that you can learn from the other people in your society. I don't have this view of like men versus women. I think there's a lot that men can learn from women and I think there's a lot that women can learn from men. Um, And so that's exactly what I did before starting my talent agency is I took everything and absorbed everything from the men that I was working for and for some of the women that I was working for and you know, decided what kind of leader do I want to be? What kind of advocate do I want to be for my clients? Um, What kind of person do I want to be? What kind of personal brand do I want to have? Like all of these things that I took from people that I've worked with that 
are influential people in their industries and fields. And so I want to share some of the things that I learned and unlearned from these male bosses that I had, meaning that there are things that I took from them and there are things that I was like, no way in hell am I going to be like that because I've seen you act like that. So one really, really major thing about men in business is that they literally just ask for whatever it is they want. I have noticed this behavior as well amongst just wealthy people in general or or like rich people that they will just ask for stuff. Like they just have no shame. They're just like, yeah, whatever, I'll just ask. And uh, oftentimes as women, we're a little bit more timid. We're a little bit more... Um, we think about consequences that maybe aren't necessarily there because we're, we think more emotionally than men. That's not a negative thing. That's just like psychologically how it is. We just lead more with our emotions than we do with our, um, our brains. I don't necessarily mean it that way. We're more emotional than unemotional. I'm trying to find a way to say it. That's like not offensive, but I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just saying that that's, we're just more, uh, we're less maybe realistic about certain things or objective about certain things. We're a little bit more subjective and lead with our emotions. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, we're in like a political climate where I'm like, I have to pick words out of my pocket so I don't offend anyone. But um, because of that, we may feel like, oh, well, that person's going to say no. So I'm just not going to even ask. And what I've noticed about my male counterparts is that they will literally just ask for anything and they are not afraid of the word no. And in fact, sometimes when they get no, they will literally renegotiate the situation. They'll be like, well, actually, you know, if we did this and this and that, like they're always just so prepared. Even when no hits them, they're just so prepared to deal with the no. And so I've kind of taken that into my own life also, um, which has helped me a lot in building my confidence as a person, but also as a manager, as a relationship builder, as a professional in terms of like, I'm just going to ask, you know, if you're going to judge me because I asked, that doesn't say anything about me. That's, a, that's, that's all about you at that point. You interpreted it. So it's a you reaction, right? But I asked. And if the answer is no, the answer is no. Maybe it's no right now. Maybe that'll change later. Um, maybe it's a maybe. Okay. It can work with a maybe. It doesn't have to be a yes immediately. Um, and the other thing that's very interesting to me is that men literally think that everything is negotiable. Like they, they negotiate everything. Everything is negotiable. Um, absolutely to like the absolute minuscule little thing. Like when it comes, you know, obviously contracts are negotiable, right? But even within a contract, you know, oh, well, actually technically because this is the role that you signed up for, you know, historically this role does this thing. So I don't think that we can take that out of the contract because that's industry standard. Like they're so prepared to just negotiate for stuff. And because they're so comfortable to ask for things, they are also comfortable to just negotiate because that's essentially is asking like, oh, can we change that? Why can't we redo that? well, I don't want to do that. So can we change it to this? Um, and so that has helped me greatly in terms of negotiating with, with, clients and and also on behalf of my clients and sense that like okay well you know one of my favorite negotiation tactics is <laughs> is when somebody is like oh we want like all of these videos we want like five videos for twelve hundred dollars 
And I'm like, okay, that's wonderful. So is 1200 your budget? And they're like, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's then, um, we're going to remove four videos. And the last video that we have, we're going to have to cut that down. We're going to have to cut it down to like seven seconds. Because, you know, that's what's going to work for the 12 for the 1200 budget. Like this is your budget. So we're trying to accommodate it, you know, and just kind of let them know that like, well, if this is how strict you're going to be, then we're going to be strict too. And we're going to have to essentially make you sacrifice certain things for the things that, you know, we can't be the only one sacrificing something. You, you then have to sacrifice too, if you're going to be so strict on a budget or a requirement or whatever. Um, Another thing which I think is really helpful to know for women is that specifically is that men don't usually take women seriously as professionals consciously or subconsciously. That's just our society. Instead of making a big brigade about it, I suggest using it to your advantage. A really great creator that talks about this also on TikTok is um, Eliza, Eliza Gray. Um, she's a trans woman. She talks a lot about like the psychological um, components of interacting with others. And I have heard her say this as well. And I'm like, yes, this is so true. This is so true. Um, it's not always that men try to take women, to try not to take women seriously. It's just like that's how our society unfortunately is. And so my big brigade is actually, you know, leaning into that role and using the fact that you don't take me seriously to get what I want out of the situation. I've done it many a times. Um, I remember having a job in the fashion industry where I very much leaned into being the personality hire because I swear to God, I didn't think that my boss took me very seriously. And in the background, I was just like grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding. And, you know, I came to him one day and I was like, well, like I've done all this work this is, here's the industry standard of like what this role would pay. Here's all the work that I've done. Here are my qualifications. And I'm funny. (laughs) Ha ha. You know, and, um, I kind of like just leaned into the possibility that he's not going to take me seriously. So I've, I've operated based on that attitude, but then in the background, I was like gathering receipts that I was able to bring to his table and be like, I'm asking for a promotion and it worked. I mean, that's not the only reason, obviously. It's not the only reason that I, just because I leaned into the fact that I knew he wasn't going to take me seriously, that's the reason that I got a promotion. There are a lot of, like, moving parts to that. But, like, asking and um, just being, in a sense, delusional. But understanding that you can use your, like, femininity or, you know, the way that men perceive women to your advantage to secure the the things you want without having to compromise yourself um, is very powerful. Femininity is very powerful in general. If you're interested to learn more about that, I recommend reading The 40 Laws of Seduction by Robert Greene, um, as well as The 40 Laws of Power, both of which I believe are banned in prison. So I love a book that's banned in prison. I just love it. That's how I know it's good. Um... And a final one that I will share in this episode is being delusional. Men are experts at delusion, at realistic delusion, where outsiders think that they're crazy, but they inside are like, no, like I see this. It's going to happen for me. It's going to work. It's literally the odds are in my favor. And you're looking from the outside of like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you're, you're insane. 
men are experts at the art of delusion. And one of the most amazing books I've read on this is um, Get Out of Your Head by Russ, who is also Atlanta-based. He is a rapper um, and a hip-hop artist, and he wrote a book about basically like his mental state while he was building his career. And I mean, literally like 90% of the book is like be delusional. Like that's what got him out of his parents' basement into being the successful artist he is today. And that's just believing in himself enough for other people, not needing the validation of other people, not needing the faith and belief of other people, but believing in himself um, was the thing that then helped other people see his passion and invest into his passion, whether that be emotionally or financially or whatnot. And so I've definitely seen a return on that as well as just being super passionate and being believing in the fact that, you know, your knowledge and your expertise and your value is worthy and like continuing to pursue that no matter what anybody says. So I recommend that if you currently are working a nine to five, which there's nothing wrong with doing that, don't let anybody tell you that there is. You don't need to be like quitting your job in a hurry to be a content creator or an influencer. Um, Is if you are a woman and you have a male boss, learn from them, especially if you hate them. Because if you hate them, you will take away the things that the lessons you will take away will be the ones about what kind of leader or person you don't want to be, which is incredibly powerful also. Like sometimes you need to know who you don't want to be and what you don't want in order to figure out who you do want to be and who you do want and what you do want, um, which is something that has also helped me in some of my experiences. I remember having a boss I hated. I swear to God, I think all I talked about was how much I hated him. And then when I left, I realized that I had taken a lot of lessons with me about the kind of person, the kind of leader, the kind of, um, you know, advocate for my clients and service provider that I don't want to be. And that actually helped, you know, kind of through process of elimination in some sense, strengthen qualities in myself that I do want to have and I do want to lead with. Um, So I think that our society is so divided, you know, it's like men versus women and division between genders and races. And sometimes looking at things from just a perspective of like, there is so much I can learn from that other person. Yeah, they, they're of a different gender. Yeah, they're of a, a different race. But I can learn so much about them, about the kind of person I want to be, about the kind of person I don't want to be, um, about how I want to lead, about how I want to serve, about how I want to act. Um, so you know, I got a lot of backlash on sharing these <laughs> these videos about what I learned from my male bosses. And people were like, oh, this is you're just telling women to act manly and like you, they're not going to find a man by acting like that. I'm like, that's not the point. Like you be satisfied with who you are and that will rub off onto the right partner for you. Um, but I don't ever want women to feel like just because they are, you know, leaning into their power and claiming back their power that that makes them manly. So I hope this helped you and hopefully you'll take some of these qualities and, and, use them in your own life and hopefully shape your confidence also. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. 
Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.